0: Tommy carpai wilson has lived a pretty interesting life. He's travelled the world and once worked as a professional butler, employed by A-list celebrities. He's lived in 33 different countries, but these days, Tauranga is home. He calls himself the Chief Imagination Officer, and there's a room at his workplace called the Dream Factory, Te Whare Mui It's a creative space where he and his staff discuss and realise their vision, goals and dreams. And one of those dreams has come to fruition, a board game based on the Māori language.
1: Koha was the genesis really of writing 31 children's books over the last 30 years and realising that if we want our ale to 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 progress, we have to normalise it mainstream, which hopefully is what I've been doing with, kapa the kiwi, um, Kazis, uh, and of course my column, which is in its 18th year and I think nearly 800,000 words printed. Not bad for a Maori boy from Mount College that failed school, he.
0: I'm with Tommy Karpai-Wilson, Wilson who is about to launch Koha a family-friendly board game with the goal of getting the Maori language into homes, offices and schools around the country. kai mai Maori e kia nei ko This is tiahika on RNZ National called Justine Murray aho. Tommy Kāpai-Wilson runs the Tuinga Whanau Support Services Trust in Tauranga. He oversees a range of social health programmes. The Trust helped the homeless, but it all ties in with their vision of reconnecting the disconnected, that is, helping people to find out who they are, where they're from, and more about their family ties. They also link in with services to help individuals and families get back on their feet.
1: Kia ora, ko Tommy Kapai tene. This is we, Monsieur Tommy Kapai. So va? I am Tommy Kapai-Wilson from the Kingdom of Te Puna. Um, Takitimu is my waka. Uh, and Paparoa is my marae. And uh, I am a French Maori living in a French Maori community, the only one in the world.
0: Aside from his job at Te Tuinga Whānau, Tommy is about to launch, albeit on a low scale with minimal fuss, a board game called Koha. It's a product that will be available this year nationwide. It's also the brainchild of Tommy and the late Tiawanuiarangi Black, who was a haka exponent and worked with the Māori Language Commission. He spent many years as a teacher.
1: We spent lots and lots and lots of time together because we were both educationalists. Um, we were both um, passionate about teaching in a way that was interesting, um, enjoyable. And um, in this boardroom, which is where we're sitting now, we call this the Moi Moi Arum, or the Dream Factory, is where we, um, where the genesis of putting together a game that would teach every child, not just Māori, every child in this country, their pipiha, where they belong, Ironically, you're sitting in a room which is a social service room. It's just, you know, doing a Fano, and we, we help 4,000 people a year who are homeless or addicted. And the, the root cause of all of those things are they are disconnected. And what we do here, we call it jumper-leading, or we're reconnecting the disconnected. And most of them are Māori, uh, but most of them are Māori that aren't from here. So they haven't got the Fano support or the, or the or the hapū or the marae or the kohanga that we almost take for granted, tangata whenua here of Tārākamuana. So this game marries in perfectly with the with the kōpapa of tatouinga, which means to join the community or weave the community back together. I really do believe that um, this game will go a long way to reconnecting people. Um, I would love it to be in every prison. Uh, and there, you can apply it to so many places where people have got time. Who want to learn, and I, I, I totally believe that it will normalise that reo, and it's great because it's a it's a non-Maori project that's been um, you know it's been uh, put together by both Maori and Pakeha who see that normalising that reo is the way forward. Uh, but as you will see in the booklet, it's dedicated to my brother Owenui Black and to my my wife uh, Sarah Tangitu, who made sure that my daughter, Waifakata Honfleur, learnt the reo, and she learnt it in a class where my mother, Kiritapu Borel, was punished for speaking the language. My mother was brought up on the reo. So how cool is that, that my daughter, in the same school where my mother was punished, uh, has one Manu Kōrero, uh, and, uh, and now we have a game that we can take out to the rest of Aotearoa where people can get a doorway or a look through the window of the Māori culture through the place names that they live in and live next door to and, and play in.
0: Tommy is an author and wrote the children's book series Kaapai the Kiwi under his pen name Uncle Anzac. In 2006, under his name Tommy Karpai, he created the Kuzzi's series. Both books are popular in primary schools, which is where Tommy shared his story. In fact, Tiahika was there back in 2009.
1: I, I, I've got a reasonable handle on what ignites the kids. It has to be low, it has to be cool. So, that's what was important in our family. Whakarongo, crouch and hold, engage. That was the rule in our place. So every night at our place, we would have a talent quest to do the dishes. Everybody came to our place. We lived in Mackball Road by Amano School. Everybody came to our place because it was a tourist attraction. And I came to our house because there was lots of kai, there was lots of singing... There was lots of laughter, but there was no violence. And that was really, really cool. And it must have worked because I'm 54 years old and I've never been in a fight in my life. I've never hit anyone and no one's ever hit me. Only on the rugby field. Probably against your brother. (laughs) But it's cool. I want to go all the way through life without ever hurting someone. Because it's dumb to hurt somebody else. My My dad knew that. So that's what we did, and at night we had to do dishes. And dishes for 11 kids was a lot of dishes. So if you told a song, or you told a story, or did a skit, you didn't have to do the dishes. So that's where, we, that's where I learned to start telling stories. Now some people call them tittles. some people call them embroidering the truth, but some people call them just sharing stories. So when I left school, guess what I got a job as?
2: Reading. <coughs> no. Oh.
1: no. Carl. Yo. I got a job as a dishwasher.
0: (laughs) That's from the Tiahika archives from 2009. Fast forward to 2018 and Tommy has come up with another way to engage the kids and family. Koha is a board game. Players have to match up the Māori place name with its location on a map. There's also wero cards, wero to mean challenge, and maui or trickster cards that adds to the function of the game. Because te reo Māori and pronunciation is the main component of koha, Tommy hopes it can get people away
1: from their phone, tablet or computer screens. Apps are balancing off. Everyone says you should do an app. You know, I did a QR-coded book and an app book five years ago. It was the first QR-coded book in this country, which was Emma's um, for Moa and tears for Tauranga. and so i i know where that's going but board games are on the rise they're uh, they're growing by 30% every year
0: really that's interesting in. yeah
1: people want to sit around a table now not gawk at the palm of their hand with a little square you know computer sort of thing uh, in Wellington they've got uh, now five board game cafes opened um, so this is this is cutting edge this is where interactive learning is going as board games so We've looked at every board game in New Zealand and Australia, and this is the only one uh, that has an indigenous flavour. And we decided to do it at the very best level, so we used the best designers, the best graphics. We had a team of five lovely Māori from our partners, which are core education, to make sure all the translations and all the sites of significance were all um, correctly tabulated, which they are. Um, so, yeah, um, we're not going to have a big Metaz um, launch, we believe in this, uh, in this, this game and we, we know it'll roll out organically and people will like it and play it and, um, and it'll grow from there.
0: We're going to talk about this morning as an extension of your um, creativity, so this project that you've been working on for okay. some time.
1: Koha was the genesis really of writing 31 children's books over the last 30 years and realising that if we want our aleo to progress, we have to normalise it mainstream, which hopefully is what I've been doing with Kaapai, the Kiwi, um, Kazis, uh, and of course my column, which is in its 18th year, and I think nearly 800,000 words printed. Not bad for a Māori boy from Mount College that fails schools here. Um, never mind about talking how sweet my kuma is. Just to say <laughs> that the, the the recipe that I've learnt is to use what I call edutainment uh, and getting that balance right because humour is a very powerful teaching tool but to make things engaging is the genesis of taking it from a children's book to a board game which is what koha, this this culturally cool board game is so that's what's sitting in front of it it's taken us, um, uh, this, is, uh, this is three years work I started this with my brother from another mother, Awanui, Awanui Black and we launched the first prototype um, three Christmases ago, and that was Koha Mac 1. The guts of that game was you had to marry the Whare Nui and the Whare Kai together to get a pair, just like, you know, Snap or Fishy Fishy, and then you got a shot at the, uh, the Koha card, and if you got the Koha card right, which could be, you know, what is the meaning of mo'o? where did the Battle of Gate Pa happen, all the culturally significant sites... And Toronga that's how you won the game. So, yeah, the game was, we put it out to 65 schools. It was just, as I say, a prototype funded by mainstream Ministry of Ed, which was also wonderful, on the back of everyone's 72 iwi did their strap plans. And um, I didn't want to do the same old, same old, because most of those educational strap plans still sit on shelves. was to try and come up with something innovative and creative where it was edutaining to learn not only the real but the pronunciation of it. And more importantly, uh, what it means, what was the significance in those individual um, iwi areas? So yeah, put it out there, and within six weeks, pretty much every headmaster came back and said it's wonderful. Our students now have learnt and can pronounce every mighty place place name in the rohi of Western Bay of Plenty, which was the area the game was created for. So that was that, and put that to bed. And um, always up for the challenge, and always looking for a, a feather in the wire of my, my, my global game plan, and that was to um, create a, a, a global indigenous brand, which is called Um So now this is the national version of Koha, uh, in and in a couple of weeks I'm off to, to Canada and to UCLA to um, continue creating the American Indian version of the same game.
0: From an idea to a concept to production, Tommy explains the work behind the scenes.
1: So the one you see in front of you, the prototype? Yes. Uh, Two years and 17 people and uh, a significant amount of time and energy to create this game, which will, um, you start at the top of uh, the North Island and you end up at the bottom of the South Island and on the way you learn uh, every Māori place name, uh, how to pronounce it, uh, where it is on a map, uh, and same again if you uh, if you get the uh, Koha cards right um, you get a challenge which is a weddell card uh, and if you get the weddell card right then you uh, you win the game the, it's actually in the country it arrived last Friday the first shipment of 5000 of these games um, so uh, clearing customs we're going to do it a little different we're um, talking to uh, Z garages where we I had some success with one of my children's books Um, Coupled alongside that, my my main focus is the Ministry of Ed, uh, the Takuta correspondence, uh, getting into MSD staff, I'd love to get into police staff, anywhere where our frontline people need to know what place names they are living and working in and how to pronounce them and how to translate them. So uh, I see this game as a window uh, to learning more about the indigenous culture, not only of this country, but of the Uh, Americans and, of course, the uh, Aboriginals in in Australia. How many people live in um, Illawarra or Mm -hmm. um, Indrapilly or Manly Warringah and have no idea, A, what the place means or even how to pronounce it? And that's kind of what the challenge was with this game too, was if we can start getting people pronouncing that L in the places that they live in and know what those names mean, then I think that will go a long way to normalising that in, in this country. Yeah, this game can work in any country, whether it was Ireland or, or Scotland learning the Celt language. It can work in any country where there is an Indigenous language. But, but for me, given that I've written children's books already in Australia with an Indigenous theme, I've always wanted to help our Aboriginal brothers over there um, and, and this is a, a way that I believe in my limited lifetime left is to leave a legacy of learning um, for others to follow. And to do that this way is just by normalising the place names in those countries. And um, I went on a walkabout with, uh, with my Aboriginal brothers at the end of last year and we visited uh, the first Aboriginal college that teaches their Indigenous language to, in a mainstream and that was just a, a a lightning rod moment for me to see there is an opportunity to build on. It's a challenge in Australia because they've got 200 dialects over there, but again, I'm only looking for the translation of the places where the people live. So it's not going deep into Aboriginal culture or deep into Maori culture or deep into American Indian culture, but it's a window opening up to the culture through so a game where you learn the place names and how to pronounce them. Mm. It's as simple as that.
0: Mm. So just to give you a sense, we've got six decks of cards in the beautiful design tin. Yeah,
1: yeah so um, the, the graphics, um, like we had two graphics, um, pretty much full-time designers. Andrea Keats, wonderful uh, uh, local Tauranga graphic designer. Her husband, Michael, is a one of the very few Maori architects. And up until this project, Andrea was had a magazine that she designed here Called Uno. Um, I don't remember Uno.
0: It's still yeah. going, eh? It's still going, yeah,
1: yeah. yeah. And so, I, I, you know, when you're when you're a writer and you've had things published, it's you get the luxury of choosing who's going to illustrate your books because everyone wants to write a children's book, but it's not as easy as you think. In fact, to create a best-selling children's book is the same odds as becoming an all-black in this country.
0: So really? once
1: you have created some best-selling children's books, then you work out how to find the person who can create the look of the book or in this case the game that's inside my head mm. and they have the ability to take what's inside my head and draw it. So the, the artist who drew that beautiful manu is a, a local boy from up in Whakamarama and his name is Elliot. He's got a little art gallery in town and we commissioned him for that and he got he got recompensed very well. So we, in my opinion, used the best... Um, artistic talent we could find. And then there was up to 17 people that worked on this game to where it is today, right down to the indigenous brand that you see there because the game in America and the game in Australia will have exactly the same brand. We want the Aboriginal version to be able to be played here in Aotearoa and we would like the
2: Māori, Māori version. version
1: to be played uh, in Australia and also in America. And the key is, to, is having this... Uh, the UCLA are coming on board with their indigenous uh, studies in, in America because um, we need the same sort of team lined up there as we had here to research, translate uh, uh, and do all of that for us, that core education did here in, in Aotearoa for us.
0: So this game obviously took a while and you know took, took the time and the effort. It could be like that for every other game.
1: The hard work's been done. Well, see, the hard work for Koha was done when I created my first children's book and I used Maori words in there and I had them translated and they were on the map of the book. And so that's, you know, we're talking 1992. Kapoe has been around for 30 years and continues to to generate sales uh, pretty similar to when it first started and I, I believe that Koha will have the same reaction to the marketplace. So, yeah, that's going to be me. As I said to you before, I could... Uh, learn the fluent le- uh, reo and uh, sit on the paipai pai at my marae and that would be all good, or I can have a, have a really good crack at trying to create something uh, globally as far as an indigenous brand for our brothers uh, in, in Australia and America who are struggling, who don't have the uh, opportunities, the resources and the ear of uh, the political pōtais that we have here in Aotearoa. I've already shown this to to many uh, Polytechs and uh, Wainungers, so they will be getting their their copies within two weeks. As far as uh, when they uh, go into uh, Z garages, public consumption. Yeah, uh, yeah. We're not in any hurry. You know, we, we don't need to have any um, sort of marketing gimmick or big launch. We're very confident uh, that this game uh, will stand the test. Uh, we've trialled it. Um, you know, we've trialled it in many schools and. We've trialled it with, uh, recently we trialled it with MSD um, staff, you know, um, social worker staff and and it was wonderful to see uh, the uptake of these women who would love to know the names uh, or the pronunciation of the names that they've been dealing with with people for ages, you know, and that's what this game does, it empowers people. The the, the real through this game is a, a wonderful opportunity.
0: And so, when you say the um, uh, the the deal, it's not an audio type game. No, it's, it's obviously- interactive.
1: It's kinetic. It's with your hands. You know, as I say to everyone, the app, uh, the instant generation, is plateaued out. You know, everyone says to me, "Oh, you've got to do an app of the game, bro." I say, "No, I don't, bro." You know, I did a QR coded app book six years ago, and it was wonderful. Uh, but you know, the market is telling us that board games are increasing hugely. It's because of the interactive value of sitting around a table, playing it with your whanau, playing it with your friends. My nannies have already learned how to gamble on this game. Yeah, and staring at your palm of your hand with a screen in the bedroom by yourself, sometimes, you know, I really do uh, question the value of uh, uh, iPhones and, and computers and um, to watch families playing this game around the table after they've had a kai around the table is just really rewarding.
0: Public um, access not immediate?
1: Within two weeks. No, anyone that wants a game um, can get in touch with us. We will deliver it to them. We'll, we'll have a website going up oh. as far as people want We're trying to get it uh, to the people that need it most yes. without yeah. going through three or four hands so it becomes really expensive. I learnt that with my books. You know, I self-publish all the time now. Um, and, and I still get the same results by cutting out most of the people in the middle. And you know, a twenty-dollar book can be given, uh, can be obtained for ten dollars. The same with this game. The pricing point of this game in any shop in Australia or New Zealand, especially in a tin like that, is, you know, there's only two games in a tin like that, are over anywhere between seventy and eighty dollars. Where um, if they buy it direct off us, it won't be. It'll be less than fifty dollars. Wholesale less than that by more too. So, you know, that's a toner. You know That'll last uh, many lifetimes. Uh, so it's good value.
0: Kia ora, Tommy Karpai-Wilson, author, entrepreneur and creator of a new board game called Koha. He mihi mai ohatina ha kia kue, Tommy, me tō kōrero, uh, kia katoa. As part of New Zealand Music Month, we end this week's show with māka Fiso. Koe rato nei wahanga o tiahika, hai tira wiki. Modi 2, Modi Order.
2: All these voices in my head,
0: I just gotta get away.
2: All the setting lights override, so I just gotta get away. It's like turning me the heads of time, always getting in my way. And when everything is said and done, we got nothing more to say.